Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Northwestern, the University of Northwestern, uh, is in a bit of a uh, scandal. I don't know if, you'll, if it's reached scandal status yet or if it, at this point it's just uh, it, it's getting there. I won't necessarily go into the details. You can uh, read it and, and look at it yourself. There has been hazing throughout that football program, and a, a student who wanted to remain anonymous went to the student newspaper, uh, and, and it's, had, it's got steam. They've done some investigation. They have deemed that there is uh, there was hazing going on, uh, and that Pat Fitzgerald was suspended for two weeks without pay. Two weeks. Uh, there's a lot to unpack in the story, Pete, uh, not the least of which is the fact that hazing is still even going on and still even happening in 2023. I was shocked. Uh, I know when I played high school football in the 90s, it was something that happened, and I and I remember it, and I remember being part of um, it was just something you accepted. We now know that it shouldn't be something you just accept. I would imagine when you played, it was very much a part uh, of of, a, of your locker room, and I know your feelings on that were it needs to, it needed to go away then. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, and I'm going back to 1981 at the University of Minnesota, and it wasn't it wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. It was nothing like what uh, not uh, what I'm reading in the Northwestern, at least so far, uh, and and what has been reported at least. Um, it was nothing like that. Ours was uh, was more of the fun-loving type, I guess, if you want to call it that. But I didn't like it at all. Um, and I was lucky enough to be a guy who uh, had enough early uh, success, if you want to call it that. I was a captain as a sophomore. And uh, one of the very first things I said to the guys, I said, look, all this stuff that I've seen previous to now uh, is never going to happen again while I'm the captain. You're just, it's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. You're not going to tape a guy to a goalpost, which, Good you know, you. I know that's relatively harmless or whatever, but you know what I, what I told the rest of the team was, I said, Hey, look, when you come here as a freshman and you're 18 years old or whatever age you might be, you might be 17, 17, 18, 19 years old. You come here as a freshman, especially if you're from out of state, but even people from in state and you're from a smaller town and everything. And, Suddenly you've got this group of guys who grab you and do this and do that. And they tape you up and they do these goofy things to you that they think are funny. Um, It just isn't helpful. It's not. And I know that, you know, well, you know, we're just having fun. You know what? It's not fun. It's not fun for somebody that is Mm -hmm. come from somewhere else and they're already uncomfortable. They're around a lot of people. They're somewhat intimidated, maybe. And, and whatever, because I felt all those emotions personally. Um, and I never got hazed. I never was the guy, unfortunately for me. I was not that guy who got hazed. But I would watch this stuff, and I'm like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. Why would you do that to that guy? Yeah. You know, and I, I just and, – and it was far more on the fun-loving side than what – at least what I've read so far about what's going on at Northwestern. And if, if Pat was aware of that stuff, I think I've always – I've known him for a long time. And I'd never heard anything about this, but I, I can tell you that 
if that's the case, what, what we're reading and some of the different storylines, it's just unacceptable. So yeah. the fact that they're reviewing it, I think, is a great idea because I think that it's going to be a little bit more uh, than the slap on the wrist that yeah. presently is what they're doing. And, and, and I think that's deserved. And I think it, from the president to the athletic director, I think they've got to make some of those decisions um, and, and do it fairly quickly. I mean, get the right stories, but, but get this done the right way and clean this up now before it gets any further or any worse. Uh, I think you've got, to, you've got to address that. I remember when I played high school football – in, in the 90s, mm-hmm. we did have hazing, and, mm-hmm. and I did have, and, and I was subject to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember in our, you know, when in preseason, when you get to high school and thinking, I, I remember losing sleep over it. You know, we yeah. got taped to, to, to things, and you had to play mud baseball. It, I mean, like you'd run inside as soon as the double session, you know, one of your sessions was over to try to not get caught into it. And our football coach knew it happened, but he did nothing about it. It was just something that we did. And we now know in 2023 that that's not something you should just do. No. It's harmful, not only to a kid's well-being physically, but mentally. It, it does terrible things to your mental state. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with bringing players together. It has everything to do with bullying and keeping people in rank. And that's not how you garner a team atmosphere, like you said, Pete. I'll say this about, about Pat Fitzgerald. If he didn't know, if he knew about it, then shame on him for letting it happen on his watch. And, and there are accounts that say, yes, he knew about it. And I'm sure at some point we're going to find out. If he knew about it, shame on him. But if he didn't know about it, shame on him even more. <laughs> for not knowing what was going on in his program as the head football coach. Right. And I, my only example that I know of a Division One coach is P.J. Fleck, and I'm pretty darn sure P.J. Fleck knows everything that goes on in his team. And if he doesn't, his assistant coaches know it, and they report back to him. Yeah, and that's so exactly shame, it. So yeah. shame on him for knowing or not knowing, and shame on the school. It, it, for just saying to him, we're going to slap you on the wrist here with a two-week suspension in which he'll lose roughly $200,000 of the $5.7 million he's going to make that year. Yeah, That's 3% yeah. of his salary. That is ludicrous. Yeah, that, that you have to come down harder on somebody if, they, if, if it's proven out and everything else. Um, and obviously it's... It's just unfortunate that that anybody ever would think that's a great idea. I can tell you this: coaches that I played for did not allow it. Uh, you know, guys like Lou Holtz never they never thought that was something that was part of the game at all. Uh, but you know, some of these coaches, for whatever reason, they're old school. Maybe they were. You know, I know that we all have seen movies about fraternities and mm-hmm. this and that and whatever. So it's we all we understand all of that, but that doesn't make it right. And it does. You know, I, I as a captain, I I just felt like it was my job to make sure that everybody we had the best team on the field. And I don't think you can put your best team on the field if you're if you've got guys that are getting hazed and they're uncomfortable and they want to leave and they want to transfer and they want to right. do this and that and they want to get home because they, they you know and then all of a sudden they're considered well that guy's a big baby no he's not you're, this is mm-hmm. not an okay thing and 
we should do the best we can as a team, a, a group of people, whether you're coaches or captains or whatever, uh, to make sure that everybody has is is playing at the highest level they can and they're comfortable doing it and they don't have to worry about at the end of practice who's going to get tackled and taped up. I mean, yep. it's it's just not okay. And, uh, you I, know, I, I read this thing and I was frustrated the second I got through the yeah. first two couple of sentences of the story. And and I'm listen, this hits home for me, right? I, I was subject to this when I played high school football. And if you think that it's if you're out there listening and you think, well, it's just not a big deal. It's just boys being boys. It's just it's just football. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with football. It has everything to do with lasting trauma that can stay with you. And now I'm not I'm I'm fine. But there are some extreme cases where it's it's really bad. You know, I was lucky enough that I lived in a home where I could go home be myself and I felt accepted. But some kids don't have that. This is their family, and that's rejection. Pete, I'm curious, and you can tell me I'm wrong here, but is it even conceivable that a head coach of a Division I football program could have something like this going on and, and truly not have any idea that it's happening? I don't know how, especially if, you know, at, at the stage that we are right now, Dave, where you've got coaches that on the low end are making four or five million dollars a year on the higher end, they're making 10 to 12 million dollars a year yep. um, in college football. Uh, they've got so many different coaches as part of the staff. And there are guys that are literally some of their job is to be in the locker rooms and kind of get an understanding of what's going on and what the sense is of the, of the team at any given moment or whatever. So I don't know how you could possibly not know of what's going on, particularly um, in the case of what we're reading in, in some of this stuff with Northwestern and the hazing that was going on. There's, there's just no way. There's no way that somebody doesn't have some idea yeah. of what's going on. They might just turn their <laughs> head, but yeah. the reality is they know it's there and they just don't want to ask any questions because they don't want to have to say that they know it's there, but they yeah. do. And, and, and that's a part of the problem as well. Well, shame on those players. Shame on, uh, on Pat Fitzgerald one way or the other, either, either for knowing or not knowing. Um, and I'm sure, like you said, this will, this will shake out uh, in the next few weeks because uh, let's be honest, two week suspension is not, that's, that's just not enough. And it's a bad look for Northwestern. No matter what, it's a bad look for them. Mm-hmm. It's going to look bad when they walk back on it and say, well, now he's suspended or, or fired or whatever happens. I don't think he's, I don't know what's going to happen, but they are going to re- they are going to look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, I mean, you can hear it. This, this makes me angry. And when I read this, it made me angry. And the more I talk about it, <laughs> Uh, it, it, it makes me angry, Pete, because it's just there's no place in this with this in sports, in football or in any sport. Uh, and I and I thought in 2023 that maybe we were done with this kind of garbage. But clearly I was wrong. And, and it's it's still going on. 